I say to thee, Expelliarmus! I'm Shelby. I'm Jace. I'm Kelsey. And tonight we're going straight into the Shakespeare Code, Episode 2, Series 3, David Tennant. <laughs> Alright, so I want to jump right in on the premise of this episode with... Okay, so the explanation being that these witches use words the same way we use math in order to, you know, do powerful things because we use the right equations to, like, split the atom and stuff. Okay, but that doesn't actually make sense because it's not like we write down the equations and magically an atom splits. Like, just saying the words, that's not doing anything with them. That just seems... Yeah, I feel like that part could have used a lot more work, but I still think it was really cool how they got something as, like, stupid as, like, um what are they called? Witches and kind of made it more of like a sciencey kind of thing. Because if you think about it, witches in the olden days, they were more like your scientists, like your, like, um, philosophers. They were more your psychologists. And that's why they were like called witches and just getting these guys and making it all sciencey and like sci-fi, not sciencey. I thought it was a really cool spin on that kind of character. I do agree with you there. I just wish that like the main premise explanation made sense. Because even the thing with the voodoo dolls, it was like, okay, I could go with that. You're taking part of their DNA. You're putting them into a special device that can, you know, transfer and connect them. All right. I could see you doing that with quantum mechanics potentially. But, you know, the other explanation was just like, what? Yeah. Is 14 like a witch number or something? I never know. No, it's normally you have a coven of 12 witches and then the devil makes 13. So yeah. I don't know where the 14... Well, I think he said something like the 14 stars in the configuration or something. Yeah, I just wasn't... It would have made more sense if they had, like... Well, I think they did that. it based on the how many sides there are on the Globe Theater probably. Yeah. And they, so this is also, like, a knockoff witch. It's like a Doctor Who witch, not like a witch witch. <laughs> you know? <laughs> True. Yeah. Very much a Shakespeare witch, though. I mean, it's clearly based on the ones from Macbeth. Which, you know, obviously meant to inspire that since Shakespeare hasn't written it yet. Mm-hmm. Well, we get to go back in time to see Shakespeare. What did you all think of Shakespeare? He was a lot more attractive than his pictures. <laughs> I love how you were with the same thing. He's too attractive. He's a lot attractive. Yeah. yeah. I liked him. I thought, I mean, I thought it was a little bit, like, annoying by the end where the doctor's like, oh, you're such a genius. And, like, he, like, figures everything out, and I just was like, all right, that's a little over the yeah. top for me personally. Like, Shakespeare was great, but he wasn't, like, like that far above other human. I don't know. I think they put him at, like, Einstein level. I yeah. Know, I thought that was interesting. They were just like, oh, he's, like, way up there. Smartest human the doctor's ever interacted with. I was like, really? 
Shakespeare? Well, it's just, it, there have been people before you can see through the psychic paper, but it's rare. Yeah. Well, it's also that arguably Shakespeare is one of the greatest writers, or probably the greatest writer of all time, regardless of where you come from. He was known for the way he used words, which was very unique, very... And it wasn't just everyday words. He really was able... He had a full command of almost the entire English language at his beck and call, which is kind of given in his works. And being able to do, you know, entire plays in rhyme alone would be difficult. Yes, exactly. Um, and so they, they kind of equate that to his genius. Level. Yeah, I also felt like, I mean, who's writing this show? A bunch of writers. <laughs> like, who's acting in it? A bunch of actors. Like... Oh, this is our idol. Let's worship him. Kind of. That was the vibe I was getting by the end. I was like, "All right, come on, guys." Maybe. He's just a playwright. <laughs> <laughs> um, what did you all think of the Carrionites themselves, though? Well, the costuming and makeup wasn't great, but the um, the characters they they were they were interesting. I liked them. Well, at least the main girl, the mothers were just kind of thrown in there. But yeah, I didn't understand why there was a distinction between like her and the other two like why she was the young one that was you know yeah, and wasn't like in charge and stuff yeah like and could do a lot more than they could like she could have just kind of chose that form for her position like but her she called them her, her mothers oh well i don't know it may have just been that that she just had the knowledge and the key factors that she needed in order to get everything done that she needed to do they just were there helping her out and doing some of the back burner stuff. She was a, she was the face. She was the face of the character. Yeah, so maybe it was like they had some sort of youth potion that they only had enough for one and she was the best one to, like, seduce men into helping <laughs> them out. Cause well, yeah, I mean, it wasn't even just that, though. It was like the other two seemed kind of like bumbling yeah. idiots a little bit. She's like, no, you go do this. And They were yeah. <laughs> So I, I, I don't know. That bothered me a little bit, just because it wasn't really explained. Like, I felt like there could have been a one-sentence yeah. thing. But, I mean, overall, I, I did I liked them decently as villains. Um, they I mean, were very entertaining. Yeah, like, the episode itself was pretty entertaining. Full of language. <laughs> well, very, very rhyming language, too. I feel like as far as this being, like, Martha's second story, I think that... She was pretty chill. But I also saw elements like when they were in the bedroom where like the doctor was like talking about Rose and Martha, just like rolling her eyes. And then the other, forgot the witch's name, brings up Rose again. So there's a lot of Rose in this episode. All right. I'm really glad you brought that up. That's a perfect segue into this. I'm going to go into finally why I hate Martha. And it starts with the way that she was behaving in that whole bedroom scene, which granted... I give you the doctor was horrible in it. Doing, like that was awful to her, but also yes. her reaction in that whole thing, it just, it grows and intensifies over the whole season. So here we go. <clears throat> Martha is smart, pretty, brave, responsible, dependable, and highly skilled at many things. But because she's hung up on the doctor, she starts acting subservient and becomes just another simpering woman who defines herself by a man. So I find her a little bit offensive. And as we discussed in our awesome con panel, The Women of Doctor Who, check it out on YouTube, um, 
Doctor Who, as a show, tends to use the female companions as representations of the idealized woman of the time. Although the Martha-Doctor relationship is realistic, it doesn't provide us with a good role model for women. I think that that's basically why she Martha really went nuts. there. Wow. I think I think in order for me to judge Martha, though, I think it's best to see her whole journey, and not just one episode. I mean, this is obvious. If you if you think if you like someone or if you think that they like you and they're coming on to you, which the doctor kind of sort of does in this scenario, especially asking her to get into bed with him. Um, what are you doing? Just standing there. Um, it just seemed to me like when he started bringing up Rose, it did seem kind of an insult, almost insulting to her in a sense, because it was like, Oh, well, I guess he's hung up on this other person named Rose. Well, yes, this is more of my like, global opinion of Martha over her whole tenure, so keep well, an eye out for it over the rest of the season. Well, I don't know a lot about Martha's tenure, because I haven't really seen her, but I can definitely understand Shelby's frustration, because in the first episode that we saw with Martha, she was a really strong woman who was really smart, who, like, came up with solutions and, like, genuinely was there to help out the Doctor almost on an equal level, and, um... That's why I really like Clara, too, because she wasn't subservient to the Doctor. And I feel like a lot of why I didn't like Rose or, like, Amy was because they were very subservient to the Doctor. I liked more of the companions that were, like, stronger and, like, could carry their weight, like, almost equally or a little bit less equally, I guess, to the Doctor. You know, if you're going to be a man most of your regenerations who always has a female companion, I want them to be, like, a pretty badass female companion that has something to bring to the table. Exactly, and Martha had the capacity for all of that. I saw that potential in the first episode. This episode, I could definitely see where you're coming from. As far as, like, that bed scene, I can understand why she's upset. Like, oh, you're bringing up this one chick, but she also doesn't know the background either. Right. She doesn't know what happened. Yep. So I understand why she's like, okay, wow, you're bringing up, air quote, your ex, like someone who's gone and... Thank you for reminding me. I'm just a replacement for someone you loved. Like, I get that, you know? But, okay, I have to kind of defend the doctor in that scene, though, a little bit. It wasn't like he was actually coming on to her, though. He was just like, yeah. hey, there's only one bed. Like, are you going to get in the bed? And because she has a crush on him, she interprets it as, oh, he's seducing me. <laughs> and so, and then, like, she takes offense when he is just babbling like he always does. So, I mean, like... I understand why she got upset because she was interpreting it in her head differently than how he mm -hmm. meant to present it. Um, but I don't, I don't think he necessarily did anything wrong in that scene and neither did she. It just was like, one of those, yeah, it was just one of those situations that happens to all of us. Like when you have a crush on somebody, anything good they do, you're going to like interpret it as like, Oh my gosh, this is proof that they like me, you know? And, and that's also just getting to know the doctor. Cause this doctor, as we all know, is very socially awkward, not great to like social cues and all that kind of stuff. So well, and, and he sense. does have a tendency, I think to kind of maybe whether it's intentional or not, like lead people on and, and kind of even use, Shakespeare. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like use their loyalty to him, to his advantage without, giving the same loyalty back to them to the same extent. It's like, yeah, he'll save their life, but like at the end of the day, he's going to ditch him on the side of a road and <laughs> not think, you know, like, yeah, he thought about Rose in this one episode, but are we ever going to hear her name again? Who knows? <laughs> which is, which is kind of telling of the doctor's character to a degree. 
But it kind of makes sense. He he lives a lot longer than they do, as he's explained during the Sarah Jane Smith episode with Rose. He wants he can he's going to outlive everybody he ever gets in contact with because he's the last of his species. So he really is just this immortal being that keeps going or has to keep going when those that are close to him fall. He's got to find a way to just keep moving himself. Otherwise, it would get to him so horribly. So I can see that too. Yeah, I, I understand why he does it, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's Unusable. Yeah, or a nice thing to do to people. Well, when you're so used to it, this guy has been alive for a long time. It just probably just becomes something that's less important, kind of like why Clara had to get those flashcards for Capaldi. Oh, yeah, remember, be nice. I do think Martha did get some mixed signals from the doctor. And yeah. I don't know that she's quite... Cr- I mean, she may have a slight crush on him at this point, but I think she's also just getting to know him at the same time. She's got a pretty big crush on him at this point. It's there. But, I mean, I think it's more just like that initial, wow, you saved my life already, like, twice. You've kissed me and all these other things that came up. It's it's just a whirlwind of activity. And she's also learning about time travel. I can I can get that. But there's one thing that I do agree with everybody here on is that when you write someone someone to actually fall in love with the, the main character for a second time after we just had that, it seems like it, it, it could be, if it keeps continuing, it, it seems like it would just be overdone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think, and maybe that is one fault that Martha might have going forward or just in general. Um, that may be why she's not as well-liked, but there's still a lot of Martha fans out there. Um, but again, I think I, I never judged Martha in, initially because I wanted to see her whole journey before I, I actually had a full opinion on her. Well, people do change. I mean, you can judge them a little bit at first and then be like, oh, well, this is a redeeming quality and move forward. She did rush to, she, I did like the part where she rushed over and said, well, I'm a doctor too. Because <laughs> yeah. she's like, yeah, I, I can take care of this guy. I know what I'm doing. I mean, honestly, if. If I was a doctor and then there's some dude calling himself the doctor and he's not even a real doctor, that would make me a little bit annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> like she was last episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, mean, get out of the way, dude. <laughs> he is a time lord. Well, I guess it is kind of. The lord doesn't equal yourself. doctor. Yeah, we know for sure he's got a doctorate, at least in something. We think medical science, but it's not clear. <laughs> well, he, he usually says it's not medical, so it's probably. It's like maybe it's psychological. It's probably like a bunch of things. It's like time lord. He has a lot it's of time an honorary to doctorate. To be fair, all, a lot of the actors like David Tennant, Colin Baker, and Tom Baker actually have honorary doctorates from different universities around England. Really? Because yeah. they play the doctor? Be play, yeah, because they play the doctor. <laughs> Thought that was kind of, not on that list. <laughs> <laughs> he might be. I, just, I know that those three definitely do. I don't know who else. It wouldn't be... Wouldn't surprise me. I'm sure Peter Capaldi would have one too. <laughs> he was very professorial during his ter- ter- oh, uh, sure. tenure. Especially because he was actually a professor during his tenure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he's a doctor. Um, but anyway, well, shall we rate this episode? Or have we said enough? I think we could rate it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Does that mean I go first, I guess? Yeah. I completely forgot ratings existed, so I just, like, blanked out for a second. <laughs> I was like, what are numbers? <laughs> uh, okay, I can start. Um, 
Overall, I thought this episode was pretty entertaining. I do like the historical ones in general better than a lot of the other ones. So that was like an immediate plus going into it. I like the witch concept. I thought it was like, I mean, yeah, not everything completely lined up, but compared to some of the other stuff, like it was decent. Like it, at least it had an explanation. Um, I like the guy who plays Shakespeare. I thought he like added a lot of personality to the episode and kind of like made it more funny versus just like them running around like a chicken with its head cut off, which I felt <laughs> like was kind of happening in this episode a little bit. Um, there are a few things that kind of annoyed me, like the guy that was the insane architect, how I was like, how he's in the insane asylum for one year and his teeth rot out of his mouth in one year. Like that seems a little... Could have been like that before. Extreme. Yeah. I'm you're an architect. Well, it was and the that's sign fine. of the times. The sign of the times probably had teeth that were rotting all along. Yeah, I so. don't know. I thought that was far-fetched. <laughs> Out of all the other things that happened in the episode. No, that just kind of bothered me at the time. Um, and like I was talking about earlier, the whole, like, they didn't really explain why that one witch was kind of way smarter and looked better than the other two witches. Like, I wish that had been addressed. Um, I, yeah, I kind of liked how they kept throwing in the Shakespeare references throughout, um, and all the different lines and stuff like that. I thought that was entertaining. It wasn't too overdone, which I was worried about at the beginning when they did it. And I didn't mind Martha in this episode. I thought she was kind of like, just almost like showing her age a little bit more than a lot of the other companions. I feel like a lot of times the companions get thrown in this situation and they're supposed to be like, you know, 19, 20 years old and they're like act super adult and she's just like some girl with a schoolyard crush on this guy she's following around and like I felt like, yeah, this is how any girl at that age would probably act around the guy she had her crush on. So it didn't bother me as much as like it bothered Shelby, but anyways, I don't really know. I always give ratings that are like very close to each other, so... I guess I'll just keep doing that, and I'll give this okay. one. <laughs> I'll give this one a 7.5. <laughs> Alrighty, my turn. Okay, so I think my favorite part of this episode is kind of how they just, like, twisted the idea of what a witch is and made it all, like, Doctor Who-y. I really like that, even though I didn't like how they did it. If you were just not to think about it too much, it would make sense. And I did that to try not to think about it too much, you know? Um, I really liked the doctor in this. I really liked Shakespeare. He wasn't just, like, there, like, a character, but he was, like, a pretty solid character, you know? He had power. He made change. He grew in the episode. I just didn't like how they kind of made him very, like, Einstein-y and, like, a super wise guy. Um, but, um, yeah, as far as Martha goes, I liked the first episode with Martha, but in this episode... I can't really imagine her being, like, a doctor, you know? Like, she doesn't act like a doctor. Not that a doctor acts a certain way, but, you know, in the first episode, like, she was smart, she was quick, she was adventurous, she was risky, risking things. And this one, she acted like any other companion. Like, it was kind of odd. There was just, like, a big dramatic change in Martha in this episode, and I don't know how I feel about it. I'd have to watch the next episode and maybe see how she... I don't know if evolutionizes is a word, but like evolves. <laughs> evolves. There we go. <laughs> evolves. So, um, 
Yeah, I think it was a pretty good episode. Not a huge fan of Martha in it. Felt bad for David Tennant in it. Shakespeare was pretty solid. The witches were a little overdramatic, but, like, they're witches. They're always overdramatic. <laughs> uh, I'll probably give this episode probably a 6.5, though. All right. So, I found this episode very entertaining. It does drive me a little nuts when the explanations just fall flat, but not as nuts as it drives me when they don't offer one at all. So, um, I do appreciate, as Kelsey pointed out, their attempts to actually offer an explanation. And some of their explanations were were fine. Um, As Jace mentioned, the witches were a bit overdone. Um, I really liked Shakespeare at the beginning of the episode a lot more than at the end of the episode. Because at the beginning, it just, he really, other than his appearance, he really fit in with Shakespeare. You know, he comes out, he's all, you know, pompous and full of himself, but immediately walks to the front of the stage and starts insulting everyone and cracking jokes, because that's what his plays all were. They were, like, raunchy and entertaining to all of the, like, you know, uneducated people, and, like, that was his whole, you know, meat of the matter, and I thought it was great. But um, as everyone's pointed out, it's like they weighed too much focused on the genius part and not as much on the personality, which they were, you know, made a nod to at the beginning. So it's like they acknowledged it and then just didn't go anywhere with it. Um, But all in all, I did like him, and I did like that he was um, more involved in it. I thought the Harry Potter references were pretty funny um, and not overdone. If they had thrown in one more, it might have been a little bit eh, but it was perfect there. I liked the Shakespeare references as well and Shakespeare trying to steal some the lines that were his own lines and um, all of that. I am going to give this episode a seven. Very solid. Um, I like the cultural references in this episode too, including the Back to the Future reference, which allows the doctor to explain to Martha how time works. If she goes back in time and destroys the timeline that she would create her, then she would then fade away kind of thing. Which, of course, wouldn't work as well in Doctor Who world because we already know from Father's Day, which was a Christopher Eccleston story, that these creatures come out and start absorbing everything that's out of place. So, I don't know. It's kind of of interesting how that works. But I do like the cultural references. Uh, Explanation-wise, this is... It, it did bother me even when I first saw this uh, episode. So it was kind of like, yeah, this is very fantasy-based. It's not really scientific. Um, and to be fair, Doctor Who is typically a mixture of science fiction and fantasy. But I do appreciate the when it becomes more scientific, which is the original intention of the show. Um, the characters, I thought, were all pretty brilliant in this episode. Um, Martha was downplayed a little bit, but I think one of the reasons why she was was because she went back in time and was in a different place and a different and kind of dealing with the fact that she's just time traveled. So I think there's it kind of makes sense that she may have been a little more hesitant to to do as much just because of that. Um, but I don't know. I mean, Martha was just kind of a, a, a basic companion in this episode. I didn't think that she was. I didn't think that was the primary focus. The primary focus was the fact that this was a historical story and Shakespeare was the number one person that they were dealing with. Um, And the Doctor, I thought, did quite a bit in this episode. Um, I kind of like the fact that he was very involved in actually making the plot move forward quite nicely. Um, But it was a bit hokey. Um, There were parts of it that were a little cringeworthy. 
Um, and the poor guy spitting up all that water and, and then having his heart killed and destroyed. And I mean, it was like almost overkill right there. If they had just <laughs> stabbed him in the first place and not drowned him, then I don't know if the doctor would have even noticed there were witches. And plus, that's less fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you look at Rose's timeline, she her... Her second story, she goes to the future, then she goes to the past. In this case, we're going to the past. And based on the the preview for the next episode, we're going to go to the future. So it's kind of a reversal. Um, but in general, I think this overall gives probably about a six for me in terms of my rating. Because it's kind of a middle-of-the-road episode. It's not... I mean, I think it gets one extra point just because of Shakespeare himself. Uh, I like the actor. But there you go. Oh, I forgot to point out one more thing. Um, I didn't understand the whole thing with the naming people only having power once because Martha didn't name the Carrionite to start with, and it wasn't the same Carrionite that she named later. So in what way had it already been used? Yeah, by that <laughs> logic, someone in the universe must have like named one before. Is that where it ends? Like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> And what if they accidentally say their own name? Yeah, like, it was like, suicide. <laughs> suicide. <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, that's a really, that is kind of interesting. And they all have the same name? It's the name of the species. The species, yeah. Well, that doesn't, that makes even less sense. It's not like she was like, human, and then like, <laughs> yeah, good story. Yeah. <laughs> I did not even really think about that. Yeah. I thought about it when I saw it, but I was like, whatever. Wasn't one of the mothers named Meriwether or Mary? water or something like that. It's like Destroyer or something, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, one of them started with a D. Yeah, well, at any rate, there you have it. You can always follow us on Facebook, Instagram. We have a YouTube channel that we do have a couple videos on. And uh, you can write us at thehuvianreview at gmail.com if you have any comments, questions, or thoughts of what you want to hear. Yeah. Bye. Have a good night, everyone. Bye. Bye.